because Steph was the closest to taking it from LeBron that anyone has been in this decade. I don't care who on the roster. I don't care who on the team. It's about winning. And, and that's always been Kobe my friend. That's why I always separate him from LeBron. And so Giannis, there's no way coming from Greece he ever thought, I'm going to be as good as LeBron James. Chris Broussard here, and welcome to the brand new Hoops on Fox podcast. This podcast will give you your daily dose of all things NBA from Fox Sports, including the best content from Skip and Shannon, Nick Wright, plus special guests, fresh NBA content from myself, post-game interviews from NBA stars around the league, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Up first, Chris Broussard sits with Skip and Shannon to discuss Giannis's progression as an MVP talent. Good to have you with us, but Shannon, I'll start with you. What do these quotes from Giannis tell you? Well, they tell me, Skip, you know what? <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell wait us. to hear this. I've been waiting You're for excited. this for very long. What I've learned in, in my years of television is that when you speak for an extended period of time and the tone of your voice starts to raise, mm -hmm. they will say you're going on a rant, even though you're not ranting. So I'm going to be as calm as I possibly can. What this tells me about Giannis is that from the very first moment he got into the league until now, he's always viewed LeBron James as the best player. You heard what he said. He didn't mention anybody else. Now, LeBron James is not the only player that's in the NBA. He's not the only player that's in the NBA when he got in. But he said, to see myself as LeBron and to be compared to a LeBron James type? Hmm. <laughs> He said, I could have told you I could have been a LeBron type. I, I thought oh, this was a Giannis type. Uh, he's using it to say LeBron's the GOAT. No, no, this is essentially what you're doing. No, no, this is essentially what you're doing. This poor man. No, this poor kid. Listen to what I'm saying. He comes from Greece and he gets hijacked by you. Let me turn it into a LeBron. No, I'm saying is that how he views it. Now, this is all, if he finished with these numbers, 27, 12, and 6, if he finished with numbers like that, this will only be the second time in NBA history a player has had 27, 12, and 6. The other, Oscar Robinson, in the year he averaged a triple-double. He's doing it on 58% shooting. So? The, the thing that makes him so unique is that three steps past half court, he's at the rim dunking. Right. He shot 40% from the three-point line in February, so that's getting better. For the longest time, people treated him like they treat LeBron. We're going to build a wall. We're not letting you get to the paint. If you want to hit the three, you want to hit the outside shot, okay, so be it. Now he's making them, he's starting to hit that little out, that little mid-range shot. If he ever get proficient, don't let him shoot 35%. Don't let him shoot 38% from, from the three. It's over. He's developing it, too. Because you can't, with, with that Euro step and the, the amount of ground he can cover, mm. and he's, he's improved his free throw percent mm. shooting. Skip, this dude is, he, he's, he's special. And, but it just goes to show you in his mind what he, how he views LeBron. He didn't say he was a goat. He just <laughs> I said, said how he, I said, how he I views him. I missed I'm going to take it a step further. Look, we forget this because last year LeBron was still the best player in the world. Right. This year, even though their team's not well, he averaged 27, 8, and 8. He's still a great player. We, that makes us forget Giannis and LeBron are really not contemporaries. No. Giannis is 10 years younger than LeBron. Like 24, when Le, Right. When LeBron first led the Cavs to the finals in 07 and arguably became the best player in the world, Giannis was 12. <laughs> so he was yep. not growing up thinking, 
I'm going to compete against LeBron. It's like when I grew up oh, with Isaiah Thomas, the, sweep, the legend. Right? He didn't see the Spurs sweep LeBron. Man, go oh, on. He was good. just paying attention to this wonderkin, this 22-year-old okay. kid okay. leading this team to the finals over the bad boys in Detroit, the second bad boys. Yeah. So my point is, he grew up thinking, like, he's my idol. Right. You know, I, I'm not thinking about competing against him or being as good as him. He's, like, on another level. And then the second thing is, He's from Greece. There's, I don't believe there's ever been another all-star player from Greece. Kosta Koufis, who's not even from Greece, but he's Greek. Is he the best player other than Giannis from Greece? Remember uh, in 2003, same draft as LeBron. Sophocles. Sorinite, I don't even know no, how to say his I last name. Yeah, yeah. He was baby Shaq. Mm -hmm. He got drafted by the Clippers in the second round. Now, he was dominant in Greece. He was baby Shaq. Yeah. So Giannis <laughs> is growing up thinking... This dude's the man. Right. He gets to the NBA and he's nothing. He never even played a game in the NBA. He was nothing. Mm -hmm. And so Giannis, there's no way coming from Greece, he ever thought, I'm gonna be as good as LeBron James. I'm gonna be the best player in the world. He's just thinking he probably just wants to make the NBA. You know what? So that's what I that's what I this that. told me. Before you before you go, Skip, you know who this reminds you of? Kobe and Jordan. But Kobe, at least, I mean, Kobe. But think about it. Was Kobe, Kobe, Kobe came in in 96. Jordan got in the 12 years yeah, different. Yeah, in that regard, yes. I mean, there's, there's such a big. So Kobe never could be. The only thing is, LeBron is having such an extended career and prime right. that, like, Jordan didn't even play 16 years. So typically, Le, in, in his, historically, a guy like LeBron would pretty much be retired now. Yeah. Okay. While Giannis is reaching, it, coming into his own. But Kobe knew a whole lot more about Jordan than Giannis. Yeah, yeah about I think LeBron. in that regard, yeah, but, yeah, because you just both, mean age Right, wise. right. But they're right. both. Jordan is American. Kobe's American. But Giannis is in Greece, so he's only seeing it. It's it, not like, it makes the the myth of LeBron right, even, even bigger. Correct. When you're in True. Greece, even bigger. Right? bigger. Yeah. Mythology. You know about mythology. Speaking right? of mythology, yes, you just uttered a bunch. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. I got this same story. Isn't this what the same you, story? What are you I, I saying the same about one. Same so here's the quote I read. This okay. is from Giannis, and this is the very story that you're referring yes. to. LeBron was one of my role models. He's one of the guys I looked up to in the NBA. Okay. He's one of the best players in the league. He, he didn't even call him the best player in the yeah. league. So, that, that so can we read. I just, just point of clarification? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I... I just read with you. I just read... I just reverb, oh, you know, oh, okay. Guys, I'm just taking okay. the best that, that's, that's it. Okay, Skip has so a we put read. that to bed. Okay. So <laughs> you ain't put it to bed. Uh, it's wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> now we can go to the Giannis topic. The quote that got me is, is the reason I can't buy completely in as you have and you're about to be. And it's the quote, coming into the league, I never saw myself as one of the best players in the league and being that LeBron type of player. I don't think he still thinks that. Like, he still is like, do I really belong here? Do I fit? And then all the quotes about, am I American enough to be the face of the NBA in America? Well, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to break through as that guy. But, but trust me, there have been players who came along who said, I can do, like Manu Ginobili, when he stepped on the NBA floor, he said, I can be the best player in this league. That's what he thought. Now, whether you think he ever even got close to that. He didn't. Okay. Well, no, not the best. Okay, but, but that's, that was his mentality. He was fearless from the start. He was shattering the mold of the way Popovich coached. Popovich finally said, 
I had to back off and quit coaching him because right. he's going to try things every night I don't buy, I don't believe in, right. and about half of them really work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they wind up in the seventh row, yeah. right? Okay. But, but he didn't care. Right. Giannis really cares about how he's perceived. Right. He's sensitive. He has a softer side to him. He has a playful side. And I need to see, and I know this is harsh, but I need to see a little more of that killer. If you're going to be that guy to take this league over, and he has the potential, he has the capability of it, I need to see more, I got this. This I own this game. I own this well, league. What he did against it, Ben Simmons on yeah, that yeah, dunk yeah. and then called him and a baby. You want to see more of that? And I do too. I, I, still yeah, don't, yeah. I still do not believe that a foreigner can be the face of an NBA or the face of MLB because we've seen it. Ichiro was a much better player than Derek Jeter. He wasn't the face of MLB. It's just, just a quick point of order because I thought about this. I'm, I'm going back a little before you. Okay. But in the 60s, when I was a hardcore baseball fan, because it was really all there was right. to be a fan of. Clemente. Listen, Roberto Clemente was real close to being yeah. the face of baseball. I was in awe. I, if, if I had a chance, because we couldn't see all the games, right. if I saw Roberto Clemente Pirates, I'm going to watch because right. he's going to yeah. light it up. He, he's going to make a play in what, right field or a what, throw. Or, was he bigger than Hank? It was – he was at least – it was yeah. like this. Because you still had – I got it. I got really it. Really made I, know, I think I a lot of African-Americans who were really into yeah. baseball at that time kind of view him like he was black. Yeah. I mean, which he, yeah. he well, is, but right, he's right. – you know, he but was, uh, like he was an American, American, black, black right. American. Right. Got it. Right. Agreed. Because my dad would always hey, talk about him hey, like that. Hey, Juan Marichal yeah. in those days, right. was, as a pitcher, yeah. he was like a dominating force. Yeah. Where you're just – because he had that big kick wind up. It, it's just – because here's the thing, Skip. Let's look at Dirk. Okay. Dirk is Dirk's been great. He is wildly but popular. Dirk, but Dirk yeah. has never been the face of. No. Here's here's the thing. First of all, with baseball nowadays, there there is the language barrier. Even yeah. though the guys may speak English, it's not that well. Right. The NBA players that are foreign tend to speak better English. Right. And here's because I feel you on the international player. Can they be the face of the league? And I actually said I don't think Giannis last week probably has enough American swag. But in five years. And I don't want to discount Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. Maybe Zion. We'll see what he becomes. Mm. Ben Simmons, whatever. But it's possible in five years, the four, three or four best players in the world could be international. Giannis, Embiid. Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, and Nikola Jokic. Wow. Now, if that's very possible. Yeah. Two of the top five, two of the first team All-NBA this year, either Jokic or Embiid at center, and Giannis are going to be international. Mm. Now, if I had to pick of those four, who could be the face of the league? Obviously, MB with his char charisma yep. and all that. that. And I'd say Luka would be second. Like, I could see Embiid and Luka being the faces of the league because Luka, a dominant white player who got – he got swag. swag and he got attitude yeah. and he's going at these brothers. Yeah. That – he's almost like a – I think he's like a new age Larry Bird. Yep. And I think those well, two – He's got that in him, but go ahead. He's a bad oh, boy, though. Bad. We'll see. But you, you know what? He's been missing a bunch of late game free throws. <laughs> Your point about Giannis mm – -hmm. and I love Giannis. I said I know it you the beginning of the year. You've been I think all he's over the best player in the East. He – we're going to find out in the playoffs. Yes. Because I used to think, with all due respect to the great Tracy McGrady, Tracy McGrady, he didn't he, – he put up huge numbers in the playoffs, but he just never could win. Mm -hmm. right. And because of that, you couldn't be like a Kobe or something like that because you have to win in the playoffs. So we're going to – this is when you become the best player in the world. But I Next, Steven Jackson joins Nick and CeCe to discuss the difference between Kobe and LeBron. Uh, you did a great job. Is Kobe right? 
This is why I love him. It's about winning. I don't care who on the roster. I don't care who on the team. It's about winning. And, and that's always been Kobe Myerframe. That's why I always separate him from LeBron. His, his attitude is winning. His, his will to win is it, it, just, just you can't compare him to anybody. And the way he approaches the game, the way, the way he's saying that anybody can go, and it's about winning. It's, I love it. I love it. I love it because that's, with, with Kobe, you know what he's going to bring, and that attitude lets you know that it's about winning. It's not about nobody else but winning. I love it. It's 100% correct. And it's why I, I understand that for Magic or for LeBron, the way they went about the Anthony Davis rumors publicly, the, the criticism, because it clearly hit the young players a certain way. But they weren't wrong in any of it. Of course the Lakers should have said, who, who do you want? Anybody you want other than LeBron for Anthony Davis, we'll make it work. It Anthony Davis is, C said earlier, he could be in the discussion next year for best player in the league. He is a consensus, unanimous, top seven guy. There's seven guys better than everybody else. He's one of them. And so what he would be is the best teammate LeBron has had since who? Since the first year with D-Wade? Since the second year with Kyrie? Or maybe the better than ever. all of them. Yes. Like, you know, yes. and so yes. it's certainly on, <laughs> it's on the board. It's yes. on the board. And D-Wade at that time was unbelievable. And Kyrie was coming into his own as a great player. And Davis could be the best of all of them. So, of course, it's not like any of those young guys are sure things. You're not talking about Luka Doncic. You're not talking about Trey Young. You're not talking about a guy who it's like, man, it's going to suck because we know this guy's going to be an all-star. Could those guys turn into all-stars? Kuzma could be. Sure, but mm -hmm. Kuzma this year, all of a sudden, he is dead last in the NBA mm -hmm. on wide-open threes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a problem, especially going to play with LeBron. Yeah, he struggled the last 15 games. In Ingram, we know now, has an enormous asterisk because of the blood clot, even though they're saying the surgery was successful. And Lonzo was starting to come into his own, but Lonzo's an enormous question mark, and he's been on the shelf for a month and a half with injury. Anthony Davis is not a question mark. He's an answer, and so, of course, Kobe's right on this. I think that because of the skill level of the three players he's talking about and the skill level that LeBron has, I'm with Kobe. I've always been a Kobe fan, but Kobe said some things in retirement that haven't been consistent with the Kobe brand. Like, as far as him mentoring all these younger players, Kobe's no mentor. Kobe's get behind me, man. I'm getting ready to knock down this wall. You, don't worry. You won't have to jump over it because I'm going to knock it down. That's Kobe being Bryant. I know teammates of Kobe Bryant, Ron Harper, who Phil Jackson brought there to bring him and Shaq together. I got Kobe stories after Kobe stories after Kobe story. But this is true to who he is, man. He's about being the best. Don't mind being paired with one of the best. And that's what LeBron would need. From an age standpoint, the difference between where AD is, where LeBron is. Because he could be that next star for the Lakers after LeBron retires. Skill set. He can post up with LeBron being a primary playmaker. LeBron can either go to the corner some. He can facilitate the offense for two-thirds of the game. LeBron can continue playing the way that he can dominate games. But AD, the skill set, I believe is the perfect fit for LeBron, more so than any of the other guys that can be free, even more so than Kyrie because of his defensive threat and be able to defend the hoop as LeBron gets older and is going to need some help. Do you agree with that, Stephen, that of all the free agent names he that are out it, there, <laughs> of all the potential pair, guys that could be paired up with LeBron next year, do you think AD would make that the two of them together the most successful? I think I, I do. I think every team in the, in the league is sitting there thinking about how are we going to defend a pick and roll with LeBron the and AD. The pick and roll and the pick and how pop. How can you defend that? You, right. get a, you get a great shooter on the other side and you got a pick and roll between LeBron and AD. That's, mm -hmm. that's damn near unguardable. It, you, that is 100% correct.
Which is, you said yesterday the idea of trading for AD and signing Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the best team in the league. Th that is because Ooh. whomever is involved in that pick and roll, whether it's Kyrie. Everybody got to go. Jenny Buss got to go. Right. Magic what, got everybody. Yeah. You and you got Braun backdooring for the line. Absolutely. You can give them the forum, which the Lakers are considering going back to. But let's say Kyrie's not involved. It's right. AD and LeBron. That third guy doesn't have to be a great player. It's got to be a great shooter. Got to be a professional. You got to be a professional and a knockdown shooter. The, your point on defense is so key. We listen, LeBron. I do believe can still, in moments, and we saw it in last year's playoffs, amp it up and be mm -hmm. a great defender on and off the ball. But throughout the course of the regular season, mm -hmm. he is not. And throughout, the, even at times when he is amped up, as far as what he's able to do off the ball, is not what he once was. He is what he was at one point in time. What we're seeing Zion do in college with the weak side blocks, that's who LeBron was. That's not who he is now at age 34 in year 16. Anthony Davis can be an eraser. And Anthony Davis, he's been in obscurity in New Orleans because the team hadn't been good. But he, much like Giannis, has continued to get better Every single year. You and so add, you add a K, you add a uh, AD and a Kyrie, you might see that Braun come back. Oh well, that chasing down shots, that Braun might come back. Because well, guarantee you, guys like that would that would, would also motivate him to come back and be a better player well, as well. And you take such a workload off him offensively. Right. You don't right, have to. Yes. You don't have to use all your energy on that side mm -hmm. of the ball. If you have guys like that. Now Doug Gottlieb breaks down what's next for LeBron and the Los Angeles Lakers. But let's start with. The Lakers. So last night they go into Milwaukee, and we didn't see the old version against the new version. Remember, this is a Bucks team that essentially uh, that essentially killed the Lakers' playoff hopes going back a couple weeks ago. It was at Staples Center. It was a close game. LeBron was back. LeBron was healthy, and they had a big lead, and the Bucks went on a run and beat the Lakers. And after that, it was reading the last rights. Lakers were bound for the lottery, not for the playoffs. LeBron didn't play last night. And this is part of the issue with the managing LeBron situation and the reason that he's really untradeable and that it's even, even more difficult to shut him down is, like, look, imagine yourself in Milwaukee. They just built a beautiful, ridiculous arena. That, that, that arena, I'm not sure how many people are aware, is among the nicest in the entire world. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the, the, the home team, their seats, their bench... They have heated seats. Seriously, seriously, they have heated seats. And they raise and lower. So LeBron couldn't use the excuse if he was in the home team of, hey, I want to sit down that last chair, the throne chair on the bench because it raises up for my bad back, you know. But that wasn't the loss. LeBron didn't play. They lost to the Bucs. I think it's like their 11th loss in 12 games. Now, obviously, they're in full kind of tank, tank mode. And... The ship that had a flimsy rudder has no rudder, and it has clearly run aground. But the L they took was back home because it was a rumor that was spreading like wildfire. It had been started by a longtime NBA insider, Peter Vesey, who, of course, used to cover the NBA back when NBC had it. Then he was at the New York Post. Now he has his own subscription-based online service. And his rumor was that, hey, Doc Rivers, LeBron respects him. Magic Johnson likes him, and he can get out of his deal this year. And so if you're the Lakers who need someone, because this is a difficult hire for the Lakers, and by the way, they still have a coach. Right, how'd you like to be Luke Walton? Everyone, including Luke Walton, knows he's dead man walking. 
But there's already rumors about who's going to replace him. And, and the issue with it is really simple. If you hire Ty Lu, if you hire Ty Lu, whether or not LeBron James is, in fact, running the organization and making decisions for the organization, it's really hard to make any other argument. And so if you're not a clutch sports guy or if you're not a Team LeBron guy, like, like do I want to go and play for some a player's team? And there's, there clear is kind of a, a wrestle for control. I don't know how many of you have read Lord of the Flies when you're a kid. I don't know if it's the conch or the conch, right? but whoever had it, had the power in Lord of the Flies, right? Whoever was in command. And it's like, there's a conch or conch. It's like, magic's got it, then G conch, right? I think it's conch. I actually think it's, it's conch. It's conch? Yeah, I think it's conch. I'm with, I'm with Joy. Uh, I'm not, not with Tui. I'm, I'm, I'm going on Team Joy. Um, they rest, you, you wrestle for it. Well, that's like LeBron and Rich Paul, like, we got it. And then Jeannie Buss is like, no, 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 no. This is my conch. Magic and Palinka wrestling for some sort of control. If you hire Ty Lu, that's the LeBron guy. This is Cleveland 2.0. Same thing if you hire Mark Jackson, who's not repped by Clutch Sports, but same thing, right? It's it's the it's the perception even more than the reality that becomes important when you're trying to rebuild this thing for long term. That that's the reason there was a Rick Bucher report a couple weeks ago that Jeannie Buss thought about, at least explored the possibility of trading LeBron James. It's not a possibility. I've heard Colin talk. It's just not. Because he won't go. <laughs> Where's he going to, like, I'm going to trade you to New Orleans. Yes, he's going to get on that plane and go to New Orleans. Things that won't happen for a thousand, Alex. He, oh, yeah, we'll trade him to the Knicks. Yeah, he's going to go work for Jim Dolan after moving his family to Los Angeles. Not happening. And I'm not even sure the Clippers would want him, let alone what does he want to associate his brand with that of the Clippers. So it's a very difficult hire to make. But Doc is the one guy who, in order to win an NBA championship, you have to have the respect of the locker room. In order to have the respect of a locker room, you probably have to have won an NBA championship. And the only guy alive that could potentially be available is that guy, is Doc Rivers, right? Can't be Phil because Phil doesn't get along with most people in the Lakers organization. He broke up with Gene. He doesn't want to coach road games. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I do remember a quote where he called LeBron James fellas a posse. That did not go over so well with Team LeBron. It's not going to be Eric Spolstra. Yeah, you think he's, his contract's up, or you think that Pat Riley's letting him go? Plus, Pat Riley, who has an NBA championship or two to his name, he's not coming back to L.A. He runs the ship in Miami, and that ship has sailed in terms of his relationship with LeBron. It's cordial at best. So the only guy who has the chops, who's not associated with Team LeBron and Rich Paul and is not seen as a LeBron guy. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he could be the first guy to ever coach the, the Lakers and the Celtics. I mean, home run. Here's the only problem. He's got to actually want to take the job. Okay, so listen, in, in fairness, we've heard coaches, Nick Saban, of course, has said, I'm not going to be the head coach of Alabama. How many more times do you want me to say it? We've heard that before. But this does feel legitimate in terms of Doc Rivers shooting down rumors. Plus, he's got a guy with as big a checkbook as there is in the entire world who goes like, wait, what? They want to offer you what? We'll just add a zero to that, and that will be that in Steve Ballmer. Plus... Like, look, the Clippers do have a better vibe. They trade away their best player, and they're still going to make the playoffs. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they got the cap space 
to potentially go out and add not one but two superstars not named LeBron James who seem to want to not play with LeBron and the Lakers. In the, you could, I grew up in the city of Orange, in Orange County, which is the county just south of Los Angeles. If you would take uh, post-pubescent me, you would take any sort of, from, from childhood to, be, to youthhood to young adulthood to any time in my life, even six weeks ago, and you said, hey, would anybody in their right mind choose the Clippers over the Lakers? I would say no. No, no chance. 0.0% chance. And then you add LeBron and Magic to the Lakers, you're like, well, everybody should, everybody should want to go there, but they don't. Kawhi has said it. KD has said it. Kyrie has, has said it. And whether or not Kyrie has made up with LeBron, th- this, is, this is Chernobyl. This is a, a level of toxicity not seen before in the NBA for a guy who is this well-respected. Now, I think the biggest issue with the Lakers is not just the idea of the ties to LeBron James and their desire to get away from that and to open themselves up to all the other free agents because that, that's a, that is a big issue. The biggest issue is this. Um, now, I got caught in traffic today because I left my house like 15 minutes later than I probably should have. And in Southern California, if you don't hit the 605 before 5.45, you're, you're donezo. There's always an accident or a stalled car or something. It's just a mess. But I do have the rare gift of Ninja Dad. You guys aware of what Ninja Dad is? Some of you are Ninja Dads out there, which means when you get up in the morning, the ability to, where you go out and get coffee, whether you go to run a couple errands, you go to the gym to work out, or you got to get up and, and go work, can you, can you quietly get dressed, get your keys, Get your computer, you know, maybe make something to eat without waking up a soul. The dog, the cat, the kids, the wife. Are you a ninja dad? I am. And most GMs in the NBA operate like ninjas. You don't know any of this stuff, any of these rumors, and then all of a sudden, Tobias Harris is sent to Detroit, right? Jimmy Butler is traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. That's the way it works in the NBA. You don't see the train coming down the track a million miles away. Because if you do, it gives Steve Ballmer a chance to go, uh, hey, Doc, I read this story about Peter Vesey. Let me just explain something to you. You're not going to the Lakers, and you name the, you name the number, and it's going to be done. That's the way these conversations work. Whereas if the Lakers had any ability to be ninja dads, They would already have the agreement. Peter Vesey wouldn't have the story, and it would be done. The same thing happened with the Anthony Davis deal. They're so clumsy. They're the guy who every time they get up, they stub their toe. Or they rattle the keys. Or they start the car too early. Or their alarm goes off, and they have it on full blast. So the entire top floor wakes up. And now your kids are upset. Your wife's ticked off at you. The dog has to go out. All of these things go wrong. The Lakers are the clumsy dad who can't just be quiet and tiptoe around. Oh, this, the, the, 
The stairs are creaky. No, dude, put on some socks and you should know the dead spots within the stairs. That's the problem with the Lakers. If they were going to get Doc Rivers, it should have been done under cover of darkness and there should have been no rumors. But that's the problem with the Lakers. It's the whole reason that they've gotten caught tampering because they can't just keep their mouths shut and find a way to get things done before anybody knows that it's coming. But that's what happens when you hire a GM who's never worked in a front office before. You hire a president who's never been a president of a team before. You hire a head coach who's only been a head coach. You don't have an assistant GM. And Jeannie Buss, who runs the business side, not the basketball side, was thought to have some sort of basketball acumen because she used to sleep with the greatest professional coach of all time. Like, this thing is Chernobyl. And Doc Rivers said, yeah, hey, I'd rather stay with the Clippers, the third tenant at Staples Center, who have exactly zero legitimate banners, who have never been beyond the second round of the playoffs. I'm good where I am instead of coaching the Lakers and becoming the first coach to coach the Celtics and the Lakers, potentially win another NBA title and be the last guy to help coach LeBron James to an NBA title. If that doesn't tell you the state of the Lakers, nothing else does, kids. Following Nick and Cece examine who's next to take the torch as the NBA's best player. I mean, I don't know if he's in line to replace him. This playoffs, uh, what we do in this playoffs. And I just still believe that Kevin Durant and Steph Curry are going to have something to say about this. Like, all of a sudden, we have this conversation. Who's going to be the image of the league going forward? Like, we don't include Steph in KD. Man, KD goes to New York. Man, they get a little Kyrie. Man, they get the excitement back in the garden. Oh, KD going to be up for the conversation because he could be going for 30 a night the way Harden has been doing. And we know Steph is going to be part of the conversation. He's adorable. He's got the type of game, man, that people love. He's got that look. Man, he is the face of that franchise. Multiple championships. He's going to be in the running. So I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Giannis is the next heir apparent to what LeBron has been to the NBA. I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, even though this is the guy that I've been pegging as the next best player in the league for a few years. I think it's next year's going to be so intriguing in this regard because C's point that if LeBron's not in the playoffs to defend his title, someone's going to, at the end of these playoffs, at least temporarily take it. And then assuming KD leaves, to me there's five guys next year that will be in the running for it. LeBron will be in the running to take it back. Giannis, who you mentioned, KD on his own team, Steph on his own team, and James Harden. James Harden it might never be the face of the league, but when we're talking about the best player, it, what Harden does in this postseason and what the Rockets do if they continue this another year next year, those five guys, I, it, it'll be one of those five, and it'll be up for grabs. Like, Steph is the one that I th think does get overlooked in this because Steph was the closest to taking it from LeBron that anyone has been in this decade. Like, if they had finished that series when they were up 3-1 and he was unanimous MVP and back-to-back -back MVP and LeBron didn't have the, that three-game stretch at the end of those finals, Steph would have taken it. And th then Kevin Durant maybe doesn't go there. Maybe it's just Steph's award moving forward or unofficial title moving forward. But So Giannis is certainly, I think, the best bet, but he's not the only bet. There's four other guys that can do now, it. I think the person that's not on the radar that no one's talking about because we've forgotten, that's Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis, to me, is a better defensive player than Giannis, a better rim protector, and he is a better offensive player. Imagine if AD goes to 
Los Angeles with LeBron. Him playing with the best player he's ever played with. You're going to have to put him in the conversation. I know you you brought LeBron. To me, that 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 we're missing AD because a match. Let's not forget what his game is like. Can shoot the three. Got the mid range. Got a post game. Can get out on the break. We know he can defend. He can defend all five positions. He's no liability. He's a rim protector. Let's not forget Anthony Davis and his overall talent. I know people he demanded a trade. So sometimes, a lot of times, Paul George, you fall out of graces with people. But let's not forget the talent that we saw. And if he is partnered with LeBron James, I believe he's going to be part of that conversation. And Anthony Davis is in the same weak spot this year that LeBron's in, which is at least for this season, you're not eligible for this if you right. can't get your team to the playoffs. And even if before they were resting him in, on minutes restriction, the reason he demanded a trade when he did was the team was not positioned to make the playoffs. So to bring it full circle back to Giannis, I, I think people are because they're in Milwaukee and people aren't watching, I don't know if people realize what Giannis at age 24 is doing. Here's Giannis' age 24 season against somebody else's, and I think it'll surprise you. So Giannis has him clipped in everything, barely in points, barely in rebounds, by a lot in assists, and barely in field goal percentage. Both age 24 season. Who's the other guy? If we can show it, please. That's Shaq's first year with the Lakers. Wait, Giannis, because he's not a center and because he's not a low post guy, we send 13 rebounds a game is insane. To go along with six assists a game is almost unheard of. You mentioned that you think Anthony Davis is a better defender than Giannis. That's arguable, but it's not because Giannis isn't a great defender. It's because Anthony Davis at his peak has the argument he's defensive player of the year caliber defender. Right now, Giannis... His only weakness is outside shooting, and it's not preventing him from scoring and his progression. Every year in his career, he's increased points, rebounds, and field goal percentage. Every single year, each of those categories. And so you're seeing him get better, and now you're seeing the team's success. You mentioned him being in Milwaukee sometimes hides him from others that aren't watching. If you put a guy like Giannis on one of the coasts in L.A. or in New York, how big of a star could he be? I don't think it's always that way. People always think, well, man, you go to a bigger city. Giannis is not meant for the big city. He's not from the United States. New York, L.A., it don't matter. He wants to be in Milwaukee. I don't think because of his art and where he came from and because of the inability to shoot that he would be any more popular than he is right now. I think that he's been able to develop. LeBron going to the West helped him out. But right now, I believe that it's the right timing. But... He wasn't the player Steph was. He wasn't the player Harden was. He wasn't those players. He has developed into the player that he is now. I don't think that it makes that much of a difference, especially with someone who was not born and raised in the United States. Their art to success is totally different than guys we have seen through the prep ranks, AAU, and then even those who potentially go to college for a year or two. I don't think it matters where he plays nearly as much as it matters when he plays. And by that I mean what Giannis needs is a deep playoff run. And what Giannis needs is to be center stage national television only game of the night on for six weeks. That's what any of these guys need. That's what any of these guys... And he needs to be able to put up playoff-type numbers in that. Last year in the playoffs, he wasn't in the conversation of the best players in the world because there were parts in the game he disappeared. Now, this year he came back. Man, he increased his jump shot, the range on his jump shot, how he can get to the hole, really worked on his dribbling ability. So now what he can do, but in the playoffs, that's going to be determined Giannis's art. Yeah, how many rounds can the Bucs get to? Like, it, they have to get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals for him to continue this discussion. They make the NBA Finals. I think he's probably the guy people are saying, 
is he the best player in the world? And if they win the championship and they're going to have the number one seed in all of basketball, then it won't even be a discussion. He will go into next season with people considering him the best player in the league. But no matter what happens, those five guys, Chris would include Anthony Davis as six, are all going to be, it's going to be like the old WWE ladder match where the, or the it's whatever, I don't even remember what it's called, where the belt's hanging above the, the ring. Like right. somebody's going to climb up and grab it. He is in phenomenal shape. I will just say that. Oh, Giannis he is, is put on. In, th th one of the reasons is rebounding. And, yep. Yeah, he's gotten so much stronger. All right. Thank you for listening to the Hoops on Fox podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show.